2: Straight out of Austin, Texas. It's On Second Thought, powered by Hookem.com with your hosts, Statesman Sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first. On Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 213, brought to you by Hookem.com and our good friends at Bud Light. My name is Cedric Golden, and as usual, I'm joined by the Duck, Kirk Bowles, and Duck, the Texas Longhorns or your Big 12 tournament champions. They earn a three seed into the NCAAs. They take on Abilene Christian on Saturday at 8.50 p.m. on True TV. It's up to you to find it. Coach Shaka Smart joins us. Uh, Shaka, how's it going today, sir? It's going great. Thank you guys for having me on. Well, Shaka, you guys were 10 and 1 and fourth in the country, and you win the Maui Invitational, and you're rolling. People are like, they may be the best team in the country. And then COVID reared its ugly head and um, dropped four or five. Um, but here you are, five straight wins, eight and two in your last 10. How worried were you back then about getting your groove back?
0: Well, I mean, I think part of your job as a coach is to worry. about a a variety of things but you know the biggest thing was just trying to help our guys get back in a place of connectivity you know it's interesting when a lot of teams have gone through the COVID pause um, this year and you know I've kind of watched closely because you know I, I knew that it was a possibility that we might go through it and then after we went through it I've watched certain other teams and what I've seen is what's interesting is that you, you, you get back physically as a group uh, faster and this is a generalization, but faster than you do um, mentally and emotionally and in terms of being connected. Um, and so that took some time for us. Uh, you know, I, I think we're, you know, we're, we're still kind of um, forming or coming together if you will. And that, which is a good thing. Uh, but it's it's exciting to be here in Indianapolis. It's a different NCA tournament than normal. I mean, we came in literally six days before we play. Uh, we were in isolation in our rooms for almost a full day. Uh, but this is the 2021 COVID
3: era. Shaka. You know, personally, you yeah, had such a great year. To me, you probably ought to be the national coach of the year for what you've kind of navigated this whole thing. Uh, you're looking at an Abilene Christian team. It's going to be a big, big underdog. You're the favorite. And I was curious, the expectations for your team are, are kind of going through the roof. And how do you keep your team uh, from getting up tight with the expectations so large? That's a great
0: point, Kirk. And that's, I mean, that's a legitimate challenge. Uh, you know, we're playing Abilene Christian uh, out of the Southland Conference, and they've had a phenomenal season. Um, really good team. I mean, you, you get in the NCAA tournament and you start watching your opponent, uh, especially if it's a team that you, you hadn't seen a ton during the year. Um, this is pretty much every you know, any time in the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, it's, it's like, man, these guys are really, really good. There's a reason that they're in the position they're in. Um, I think, you know, for our guys, we've emphasized all year long that first and foremost, the game is about us and not getting too overwhelmed with um, you know, what the opponent does. Obviously there's scouting that we do, there's personnel tendencies that we need to understand, but we have certain core foundational elements of how we want to play defense, how we want to play offense. And when we do those things, we're very successful regardless of the opponent. Uh, When we don't do those things, we can be beaten, certainly could be beaten by anyone here in Indianapolis. Um, and, And so that's really where our focus is. And then the second thing I would say with that is there's what we call approach goals, which is going after something. And there's avoidance goals, which is, you know, trying to keep something bad from happening. Right. And, you know, your point is well taken. We, the emphasis to our guys is let's go after it. You know, let's, let's be aggressive. Um, now, sometimes it's easier said than done, but that, uh, you know, our job is to, to help put these guys in that position.
3: And do you do anything to keep them looser? I don't know if you have an assistant coach who's the mental coach, who's like telling jokes and, you know, <laughs> listening to rap and things um, like that.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting, Kirk, we, we came in so incredibly early and we have almost the very last game of the first round, right? right. Um, 31st. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's normally in the NCAA tournament, you come in two, maybe three days before right. uh, you play. And um, you know, this is, this is different, but you know, we we're right now um, as we speak, it, it's, it's Tuesday. Um, we're, you know, definitely, you know, trying to make sure that the guys uh, have some, you know, some fun time as well. It's, it's obviously, you know, that is challenged by the COVID restrictions. We're not really able to go outside. Um, we, um, you know, we pretty much are confined to our our rooms and our meeting room. And then we have a practice time where we can go get on the court. Um, so we've gotten a bunch of games that we've brought into our, we're fortunate to have a really big meeting space. It's very, very large. Um, And so that's good. So we can kind of spread out, but we can still play some games. We we had guys playing four square last night. Um, So, you know, we're trying – these guys are human beings too. I mean, we got a big game coming up Saturday, but we're trying to make sure we keep the human element
2: of it. Exactly. I I love that. Um, Matt Coleman, uh, I know you're coaching the game, and, you know, we're watching from the house. And he hits that last three, and Matt Coleman's running back down court. And he has a smile as big as outside on his face, playing with so much love and joy and just elation. That stuff is contagious. And so I was watching the game and French for said he talked to Matt. I mean, Mike Boynton, the Oklahoma state coach, and asked him about Matt Coleman and Matt. He goes, Oh, that's Shaka smart on the court. That's that's what that is. And so Could you talk a little bit about the journey with Matt and and how he has developed into one of the better leaders in all of college basketball after going through some tough times in his career? Well,
0: you know, I I first met Matt when he was in eighth grade. And the young kid that I met was, if you can imagine, the most confident, almost (laughs) cocky, almost arrogant eighth grader. Uh, He had been used to playing against older players and having success. So, I mean, he, if you could go from middle school to the NBA, this guy had that type of confidence. Um, And so got to know him, you know, as he, as he progressed, Um, you know, when we got to Texas, I believe he was, you know, going into his junior year um, in, in high school Uh, so, you know, we went through the recruiting process and at the end of the day, you know, the relationship that we had with Matt, um, really was able to win out. I mean, he kind of, he picked us over Duke. So as you guys know, Duke and Kentucky are kind of at the top of the recruiting hierarchy. Normally if they want a guy, um, unless he's local or some other, you know, reason it's going to be tough to beat him. So. He picked us, uh, and part of it was he knew that he could come in here and get the ball early and be, you know, be our point guard. He started every game that he's been healthy. Um, but he like you said, Cedric, he's had some ups and downs. You know, I think it's been harder for him, certainly, than he anticipated. Um, you know, he was such a good player in high school and had so much success, won a national championship in high school with Oak Hill. Um, But he, you know, he's had a lot of success too. If you guys remember his freshman year, he outplayed Trey young twice, you know, and um, you know, had a lot of good moments. He had some tough moments, went to Texas tech and missed the three straight free throws there and then came home and was in the practice gym till two, three in the morning working on his free throws. So the thing that I really appreciate about him and what's allowed him to grow Cedric is, He's always had a willingness to internalize experiences that he's had, but it hasn't been debilitating to the point where he's, you know, completely lost confidence in himself. And I think that's what's really allowed him to grow.
3: Well, you're right about that. He, he accountability and he owned it. And, uh, and I agree with said, he just, he's, he just he such a face for your team and, you know, playing with that joy and that freedom and all, uh, getting back to Abilene Christian a second, you got a great matchup. Colton Coles their all conference seven footer. Uh, that may be worth the price of admission there, him against Jericho Sims. What do you see from that battle?
0: Well, you know, what's interesting is we play all these games in the big 12, And basketball has evolved so much that the vast majority of the big 12 teams, pretty, pretty much all of them, um, play four perimeter players Right. right. and some of them play five. When, when Kansas came into our place and, um, you know, gave us so much trouble, uh, in the first half of that game, right. The reason they gave one of the reasons they gave us trouble is they put five perimeter players in the game, and we just, man we had a hard time guarding them. Well, now we're playing Abilene Christian from the Southland Conference, who's had a phenomenal season, and they actually play two bigs. <laughs> now they can shoot; their bigs can shoot, so yeah. you know they're they're multi-dimensional bigs. But you mentioned Colton Cole, and then uh, Joe Pleasant, their starting four man. Mm-hmm. They're big boys. I mean, Colton <laughs> Cole is every bit of seven feet tall. Wow. Um, uh, one of the guys asked me, they said, Well, is he is he similar to Kevin Samuel? And I said, I said, he's even taller than Kevin Samuel. No way. And shoot. Um, wow. and then Joe Pleasant, both those guys, I've just been really impressed watching them on video as a, a, in addition to their perimeter guys. But yeah, that's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of a matchup. And it, I'll tell you what. The matchup at the five spot is going to be really good, Kirk, but our guys that play the four spot, so that would be Kai, that would be Greg, that would be Brock sometimes, um, those guys are really going to have to shift because they're going to be going from guarding a guy like Kevin Mm -hmm. McCullough or a guy like Cade uh, or some of those perimeter guys from Oklahoma State to guarding Joe Pleasant and, and some of their other you know, kind of bruising guys and that they're going to, we're going to
2: have to have them ready on Saturday night for that. I love it. Um, you, you mentioned that Matt inter, um, you know, internalizes what he needs to do and then turns it into something positive, doesn't let it get him down. That's not Courtney Ramey. Courtney Ramey gets down on himself, even though he's the sergeant at arms. He's a tough guy. He's a really bad self-critic. He a couple of threes against Tech to kind of help get that going. But he's been a little offensive funk lately. Uh, how do you get him out of that? Uh, because you guys are going to need him if you want to make a deep run.
0: Absolutely. And, and he's so critical to our team, not just offensively, Cedric, but in terms of leadership. Um, I think he's been really good defensively all year long. Uh, did a nice job uh, in, the, in the first half of the Oklahoma State game against Kate Cunningham. I think we all know Cade, you know, can really, really get going, especially in the second half of games. But we, you know, at least in the first half, we're able to kind of hold him and check Courtney was a big part of that. Um, on the offensive end, I'll tell you, I talked to Courtney yesterday, and the biggest thing I encouraged him to do honestly was shoot when he's open. Um, he's, he's had, had a really a good, yeah, really good season shooting the basketball. Uh, shooting the best three-point percentage of anyone on our team. And I right. think of late, for whatever reason, he's passed up some some good looks. Now he's made some big ones too. Those two, it was two he made at Oklahoma when we got down, uh, were, were incredibly big. Uh, but sometimes literally the ball comes to him and he's open. And I told him, man, we need you to step in and shoot those because you're shooting the ball so well. Mm-hmm. That's just a, you know, a small basketball thing, but significant. Um and then the other part of it is just he's, like you said, he's very hard on himself because he has a high standard for himself and he's all about winning. He's very acutely aware of what goes into winning. And he, like, he, he's, he's tough on himself if a play doesn't go his way. But he is a key to our team's collective response. Uh, when we went to Oklahoma, Matt was having a really, really tough game, maybe the toughest game He's had all year and Courtney was the one in Matt's ear saying, Hey, we need you. You are going to make a big shot to help us win this game. He literally was saying that multiple times in timeouts. So that's, you know, we need that from Courtney. He's been really good with his approach. Um, We just got to help him stay confident because I, you know, I don't care if uh, you know, a few plays don't go his way or a few shots don't go in. We believe in him uh, and 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 we want him to be a guy out there making plays.
3: It, and last question I have for you, Shock, is that uh, in full ownership, uh, we filled out our brackets uh, yesterday, <laughs> oh my and God. Uh, it, it's not worth the paper it's printed on. But I had you in the Elite Eight. Cedric's got you in the Final Four, I'm so stupid. He's also, I'm stupid. he is riding that bandwagon all the way. So. <laughs> This year seemed like a final four worthy quality team. Uh, Would you agree with that? And is there one ingredient that's most important? Well, I think there's, there's a certain number of
0: teams here that are capable of making a deep run. I certainly think that we're one of them. Um, But at the same time, we have to go do what goes into winning and that's obviously one game at a time really one one round at a time we we call each 4 minutes of the game a round so uh, the guys did a really good job in the big 12 tournament just kind of breaking the game up into rounds and you know if you look at that texas tech game we really they outplayed us other than the last round of each half um and, and right. that is is what won us the game um I think the biggest key ingredient you've heard this from me a lot is, um, the guys truly losing themselves in the fight and playing for each other. And, you know, that, uh, as one of the greatest coaches of all time, uh, Phil Jackson, uh, has said many times and has been quoted as saying that can be, um, very, very elusive and ephemeral. Like it, it can come and go and it's not something you can always grab hold of. But um, I think our guys do understand the opportunity we have. Uh, it's really important that we put in good preparation between now and the game. Um, but I think that's the biggest ingredient. And the only way to do that is if you do it for each other, that it has to be for each other. If the, Some of the other reasoning – You know, to be a good basketball player or or to to try hard that that maybe people have used in the past or they will use in the future, that stuff's not going to be enough. It has to be. I'm looking to my left. I'm looking to my right, and I want to do this for the other guys with me.
3: We got a great team. We appreciate you being with us. Hope you taking scissors on your road trip just in case. And I'm not talking about your hair. So uh, (laughs) anyway, best of luck from us. Right, Sid.
2: Shaka, we appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, Texas Abilene Christian on Saturday at eight fifty PM. Uh, the Longhorns—they got a shot. We, we'll see, but Shaka, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. Thanks, fellas. Shaka, smart, ladies and gentlemen. A great, just a, just a. Uh, he's got a. He has his game face on already, and he knows. <laughs> Of all the teams that he's had, Duck, this is the one that oh, yeah. that gives him the best shot to do something special in the NCAAs.
3: This is not his 2011 VCU team that basically snuck into the Final Four. They already didn't know they were going to make the tournament. You know, they were a bubble team and, uh, and went all the way to uh, – Uh, the final four and this team is just oozing with talent and even better now they've got confidence. And I think that's what they got uh, in Kansas city winning that big 12 tournament. And uh, like I said, winning five games in a row, like you mentioned, all of them away from the Irwin center. So it's, it's a team that really believes in itself. And and that's important. You know, a lot of teams kind of smoke and mirrors, like, well, we dodged the bullet. We hit two game winners there, and we got that lucky whistle. This is a turn- team that's earned its way where it is. And uh, like you say, uh, uh, the high seed and expectations are really soaring. I, I like – I mean, they didn't really play that great at home this year. Maybe no, they're they just
2: better on the road. Maybe they just needed to get the hell out of Austin. Maybe. And I, make, I, I do need to make a, a slight correction up. Uh, I say, Cordy Raymi made those two threes against Texas Tech. No, those two threes were against Oklahoma, nah. or because he he couldn't buy a basket against Tech this year. Yeah, and
3: you know what? That was the game when didn't Matt hit the game sealer like that was his only only play he you know, made the whole game. Met, you know, and that's kind of what you like about this game. They. They've got a bunch of alpha dogs in terms of personality, like, you know, Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey and Matt Coleman so laid back. And uh, I love that story, what he said about he could go from middle school to the NBA. That's the, <laughs> they really have a strong inner confidence about them. And then you add that to the balance they have. I mean, with the way Jericho Sims is playing and, and Kai Jones, I mean, you know, I know uh, Jericho had that, 21 and 14 game uh, in the big 12 tournament championship game against Oklahoma state. And that should not be an outlier because he looks like a guy and plays like a guy the last few weeks that can put that up on a, on a game by game basis. You know, I mean, if he went on a huge run in this NCAA tournament and he's averaging 21, 14, would any of us be shocked in terms of his ability and, and milking that potential out of himself?
2: As long as they feed him, Doug. If they feed him, if they can get him the ball with consistency like they did, and this was at one of those rare games where he wasn't in foul trouble. I yeah. times as he picked up those two quick fouls and, and uh, went to the bench early. Right. But I know Shaka's substitution pattern is to play Jericho for the first three minutes and then get him out of there. If he can get him out of there – Without those two early fouls, then he might not have something going because that's as good as I've seen him play in the last couple of games. Duck, he's been on one. Jericho Sims has been oh. has been amazing, and I just like to see that keep going. Uh, and it can only happen with touches. He's not going to bring the ball down. He's dependent on those guards to make it happen.
3: But he's uh, like you say, I think. Jericho Sims and Kai Jones both can open some eyes, you know, from people that, you know, haven't been watching the big 12 basketball and aren't familiar with their games. They could go, wow, they've got some athleticism, especially in their bigs. And, uh, I like that depth, that inside, outside, anybody can hit a winning shot. And, you know, Andrew Jones has Matt Coleman has Courtney Ramey can. So, you know, they've got a lot, a lot of self-belief. Uh, probably the two things that would concern me the most is, like, they can get into foul trouble. A lot of times they'll make s- silly fouls, and some of them may get in foul trouble in the first half, and then turnovers. They can sometimes be a little bit turnover prone and, and uh, get a little sloppy and loose with the ball. So those are two big areas that I think they got to be very mindful of. On Second thought.
2: Crime lovers are always looking for new and engaging content.
1: The Already Gone podcast covers stories from Michigan and the Great
2: Lakes region. Cases you haven't heard before, like the Mayo Hunters or the murder of 16 year old Justin Mello, plus better known cases like the death of Jane Bashara and Illinois' own Lori Dan. Already Gone started in 2016, so there is a big back catalog for you to enjoy. Find Already Gone on Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, or your favorite podcatcher. Duck, the brackets are out, man. And, you know, you outed me with Shaka. Why why are you putting my business in the streets? You didn't need to know that I picked them to go to the Final Four. That's
3: too much pressure. Come on. Hey, if you wanted to hide it, you shouldn't have published it in my American Statesman. I'm looking at it right now. It says... (laughs) UT beats Abilene Christian, UT beats BYU, UT beats Alabama. I mean, boy, you homed it up really good. UT beats the world. What a homer. You then, know you what? Hook, then you got then you got Hookum written down here.
2: Yes, so, cuz it it just would it wouldn't let me just write what I really felt. Just just so much love for this. Do
3: you think Chaka enjoyed hearing our picks? Yeah, he
2: did. He did. <laughs> He enjoyed it, and I, I always wonder if Shaka likes this. And he doesn't have to. That's fine, you know. <laughs> what we, We've think? written some critical things about Coach Smart, and and uh, because he just, you know, frankly, he hasn't met the expectations that that accompanied him from VCU. He had some tough breaks of losing at midcourt. Who loses in an NCAA tournament game from mid No right. one. No yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, us Reed doesn't live here anymore. Those in kind Nevada of things game. don't happen. They in don't. Nevada
3: game was tough. they had a lead against Nevada, didn't they? So, so yeah, so
2: game. yeah, so those kind of things have conspired against him. You He's know. finally getting some good breaks. Good He's break. Getting some good breaks. He's paid his dues. He's yeah. sung the blues, right. and if you would think, duck, that it comes back around. Yeah, you know, It's does. cyclical, so that's why I put him in. In. Uh, the final four in the East and Ohio state taking out your Baylor bears in the hey, South geez. and Gonzaga in Illinois in the, in the West. I got, I got the, uh, fighting Illini, I O D'Stumu and Kofi Cogburn, Trent Frazier coming out of there, uh, an unlikely champion. If you put a gun to my head, I go, I'm, I'm crazy. There's no way, but uh, uh, any they're any playing as well, yeah, they're playing as well as anyone, Doug. Who is? I playing as well as anyone.
3: I really think Gonzaga and Illinois may have the two best teams, even though Baylor got the number two one seed. uh, There may not be a dime's worth of difference between the three of them, actually. Uh, I I like Baylor. Baylor's battle-tested. Baylor, you know, had a 21-day pause because of COVID-19. Uh, was slowly getting it back. They had a great game against West Virginia. I just think it's a complete team, you know, and we talk incessantly about how it's a guards game, especially in March, and nobody's got better guards than Baylor. So, uh, but, you know, I mean, Gonzaga's got some bigs. One thing I wondered, you know, they've beaten a lot of good teams like uh, the West Virginias and the Kansas and Iowa. And But those were early. Those were like pre-Christmas, and they haven't really been tested. They were supposed to play Bader, and that game got canceled. But let me ask you this. Uh, do you worry about a team like Gonzaga's 26-0 and from the West Coast Conference where only I think only BYU is the only other team in That's their league it. They got in? Do you worry about a team that since January they haven't really been tested and they're underbeaten? Do you, do you worry about that?
2: I, I kind of do, but it's a veteran group. And remember, the the core of this team they were running things last year. Yeah, they thought they were going to be the national champ last year. So it was Baylor, and so was Baylor. So I really believe that it it is a time where you are thankful if you're Mark Few that you have the experience that you have guys like Drew Timmy that have been through the wars, and so I, I believe that it's a um, I, I believe it's a double-edged sword. You'd never want to lose. But isn't it weird that I, I probably would have picked Gonzaga if they'd lost the game by now? I don't – I just that goose egg is, is power pressure unto itself. So, um doesn't change the fact that they're probably the best team. But, they might have uh, three
3: All-Americans
2: on that but, team. But they're going to play two or three teams, maybe four or five teams mm-hmm. that are better than anybody they played this year. And not getting to play that Baylor game hurt them. That's a barometer. That
3: tells you how good you are. I think it hurt Gonzaga a whole lot more than Baylor. Because Because Baylor plays in the Big 12. Exactly. Baylor gets tested every single night. And, you know, you went all in on Texas going to the Final Four before they lose to Gonzaga. I went went all in with Baylor as my national champion. But, you know, I, I like Texas. I had Texas in the Elite Eight. I got West Virginia in the Elite Eight before they lose to Illinois. Uh I've got Oklahoma State uh winning a couple games before they lose to Illinois. Uh it's a very capable league. I'm gonna be very disappointed if the Big Twelve doesn't have a good showing and they don't get at least three teams to the sweet sixteen, if not four. Uh, I had,
2: they won eight and six in the in the tournament two years ago. Um, and I went heavy on them in that tournament and my bracket paid a price for that. I got, I think uh, by my numbers, I have them going 11 and seven uh, in this fair. bracket, which means you've played more games, which means more people or uh, more teams are advancing. I've got right. Baylor losing to Ohio state, right? The elite eight, I believe. And so, Uh, the that's probably the furthest team I have besides Texas. So yeah, because I don't have another team in the final four, I've got Texas tech losing, um, I believe to Arkansas in the first round duck. So, um, I'm not a real believer in that team. Uh, TJ Shannon, uh, really plays great against Texas, but he doesn't always show up against uh, other people. And, um, (laughs) And uh, you know, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sold so on the Red Raiders this time around.
3: I'm the same way. I worry about their offense. They can go through some really long scoring droughts. I mean, Mac McClung. I don't know if he kind of wore down. He kind of faded the last couple of weeks. And, and you uh, know
2: what, Duck? You, I'm glad you mentioned Mac because he had like a three minute spurt against the Longhorns. He hit a reverse layup. Hit a jumper. He was on a bench for a long time. And obviously, Chris Beard is. Like, you know what? You're going to sit for a minute, and he comes back and he and and he has you know he has some moments, but overall, he hasn't been that great in the last five or six
3: games. No, he hadn't. And and McCullers and Kyler Edwards. Boy, Kyler Edwards was. Boy, rude. he just
2: jab. Boy, he just jacks it up. Oh my he God. just doesn't care. I don't just, know what said, what's going up
3: against Texas? I mean, I know that's what shooters do. I understand, but I just know they're, they're as good a defense as you're going to find in the in the NCA tournament, and they just strangle you in the paint. So, but you know, you got to score, you got to fill up. I, I think a long time ago I'd be in the bracket of, oh man, I look for great defenses and great free throw shooters because you know free throws win you in the clutch, and there are free points. And defense is always going to keep in the game. And then I finally realized, boy, the game, the way it's evolved and how it's Guard heavy, so you got to be able to fill it up. And even Virginia, you know, is, 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 had a better offense when they beat Texas Tech two years ago in overtime. And that's a that's a style predicated on their defense. So I don't know. It's I don't know how many upsets did you have? Did you have any twelves uh, beating fives? Man, I, I don't I
2: don't think I, I had. I think I had one Doug, but uh, we didn't publish my bracket in the paper, so I, I don't have it in front of me. But I think.
3: Looking at it, Uh, you had five seeds going 4-0. What are you thinking? There's always a 12. I think two years ago, I think three of them 12 seeds won, I think.
2: I looked at it, and I always do, Doc. I look at the the 12 V5s, and I even look at the 13 V4s. Um, But I didn't see one that just really grabbed me. And sometimes you don't pick it for the sake of picking it. You don't really believe it's going to happen. Why do it?
3: Yeah, no. I'm looking if you had a 14 beating a three. No, I went chalk duck. Yeah. yeah,
2: my my bracket is very chalk. So, um, okay. you know, once and once you get to the elite eight, there is no chalk. It's anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. So I,
3: we both have Gonzaga beating Iowa to get to the final four. I think that uh, that West regional is very soft because you know I got OU getting. Uh, Eliminated by Missouri in the first round, and then I picked two upsets in the next bracket. There, I got UC Santa Barbara beating five-seed Creighton. I've got 13-seed Ohio eliminating Virginia, and then Kansas is in that bracket. That's not a vintage Kansas team, and they're suffering from the COVID a little bit. So, I think Gonzaga has got as close to a walkover. Uh, in the west as you can get and then you look at the texas regional is very interesting you know we've got michigan who's the fourth number one seed is isaiah Livers going to play he you know he's he's trying to come back but it, he may not be at full strength and you know we've got lsu i, I love that lsu alabama sec title game and, and that's my elite eight uh championship to uh to put Alabama in the Final Four, I don't know. I know you saw some of that game. Herbert Jones is terrific, and on both ends,
2: really good team. They really are, and uh, so uh, I, I know I went back and forth on Alabama, Texas in that third game. I just
3: maybe I it's just, destiny, maybe it's and maybe
2: just, and maybe they are a team of destiny. They could beat anybody in the country when they're right. And I stand behind that. They are that good. They're that talented. They're that deep. And the one thing uh, above all else, they've been beaten by double digits one time this this year. I mean, just once by Baylor. And they were 3 of 14 from the line in that game. So they shouldn't have been beat by double digits in that game. They play with a tremendous amount of belief. They They believe. They believe, and it starts For at the too. top of Shaka.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So no, it's uh, I don't know. It's just so much fun to be talking about brackets and the NCAA tournament, and you know, it's not starting until you know Thursday night instead of a, a Tuesday Wednesday thing with the first four in. So, but it's it, it's just be going to be fun having it back.
2: Yeah, it really will be. But let's let's hit the women. Uh yeah. I, I, We we were both on with Vic Schaefer. Right. on Monday night, and the UT women, uh, they open up against Bradley. And, um, you know, the the question always around Texas is Charlie Collier. She's already uh, announced for the WNBA, and I I, um, I still wonder why she announced so early, but she said it was the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as long as they're not playing Baylor, the Charlie Collier is usually – going to get them the numbers. The question is, is she going to get enough help from her guards?
3: That's the case. It's not a great shooting team. Vic Schaefer points that out every time we talk to him. But, uh, you know, they've they've got a little momentum here. They're a sixth seed. They're playing – they got a good draw. They're playing Bradley, which is only 13-11 and was the fifth seed. Uh, They were able to win the Missouri Valley Tournament when uh, Missouri State, a ranked team, withdrew because of uh, contact tracing, and so uh, they played 11-13 Loyola team, and then they they beat Drake with the number two seed, and and Drake didn't have its head coach or two of its top players, so they had a, a fortunate draw to get to this point for their first NCAA tournament appearance, and but they hit three. They got two girls that uh, hit 40% plus on threes, and they ranked 19th in the nation with threes. So, uh, you know, they've got nothing to lose, but uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, if if Texas plays loose a lot like the men, you know, like, okay, now it's real. And they've kind of got a home court advantage. They're playing in San Marcos the first game. So I don't know. I, I like the way their defensive effort. I love Vic as a coach and like Charlie just – Got to play a lot better than she's played against Baylor. We all know that.
2: Yeah. But she's got to play like she plays against everybody else. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. And like you mentioned, you know, Joanne Taylor's playing a lot better. Celeste, you know, she's finally getting her shots to fall a little bit. It looked good in the tournament. So, but it's got to be about more than Charlie for them to advance.
2: It does. And, uh, you know, to that end, I asked um, ask him about, I uh, asked Vic about Celeste Taylor. Uh, listen to what he had to say. Coach, Celeste Taylor has a beautiful jump shot, and we talked about her early in the season. Never seen someone with such great form not make shots. So to see her knocking down threes, uh, beating people off the dribble, mid-range game, putting it all together at the right time of the season, how does that bode for you guys moving forward, especially knowing that people are going to try to take, take off the head of the snake? Charlie Collier.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it <clears> – <throat> Look, she's, she's really coming along and, and really uh, starting to, I've seen her now for a week or two making some shots and and now to see her getting it done in games. I mean, the kid is special. And, uh, she's again, as I said many times, she's my kind of player cause she'll do it both ends. She's a tough physical kid. She's, you know, she'll step in front of a freight train, take a charge. She'll rebound for you. She's that big guard that, you know, we really need. So, um, I'm happy for her, but I'm also happy for her because she's seeing the fruits of her labor. You know, she didn't sit around and waller and, and, and self pity. She, she went to work. We've, we've talked about her shot and what I think, you know, she can do to improve it. And, and I think she's, she's done it. And again, today in practice, she was right back to making a bunch of shots. So, you know, I catch myself sometimes telling her, said her, Hey, save some of those, would you, you know? And, uh, but, uh, you know, that's a kid, again, that excites me about our future, knowing what we, you know, what, what our future looks like with our current team as well as what's coming down the pipe, you know, what we have coming in. And, um, again, I, I look for her to be, you know, a leader for this team. I look for – I want some leadership from her. I want her and Joe to really embrace, you know, again, I don't pass out the title of being a captain, but I think those two possess the qualities that I'm looking for to, to lead – for me, my staff, and how we want it done.
2: She's obviously put the work in, Duck. Um, she She's a hard-nosed type player. I thought she'd be better this year. I know she she's only like a career 34 35% shooter, but um, she's been missing some open looks and some layups at uh, several points. But, boy, she found her stroke against Baylor, and wasn't that a breath of fresh air to see Celeste Taylor
3: knocking down some threes. Right, because she's had trouble with the free-throw line. It's been Mm -hmm. inexplicable, like below 50%. So, yeah, they're going to have to get a lot more weapons. Like I say, Kyra Lambert's come on. She's – what, they had like 13 threes in one of those tournament games. They just – they look like anything but the team we've seen all year. So, I think, you know, their confidence is growing too. So, I know if if they could do some damage in there, but I know Maryland's in there – they're half of that hemisphere region as a two seed and they lead the nation in scoring. They only average like 91 points a game, but uh, I, I don't
2: and, think. And they-, they have a coach who's been there before. Brenda yeah. Fries has won a national title. Yeah. She's not afraid of anybody. Speaking of coaches who won a national title, what about Geno t- testing positive uh, you know, for the COVID? Wow.
3: How weird is that? And he can't uh, be with his team at least through the first two games. So uh, that's going to be really – he's got seven freshmen on that UK uh, UConn team. So uh, that's going to be really play
2: Paige Bukers, or how you say it, um, the uh, Big East Player of the Year, who's who I think some people have named, you know, in their separate little awards, National Player yeah. of the Year. She's been great all year.
3: Yeah, I know. Michigan has has a girl, Naz Kilman. Remember that name? Uh, they're in the region with Baylor, the Riverwalk region. She put up fifty in a game this year, so you know it'd be interesting to watch her. Some really good storylines, and you know, Baylor's a two seed. A and M's a two seed in the uh, Mercado region. With NC State is the top seed, so you know, I, I think both. I think both of those is two seeds as well as Maryland, is two seed and Louisville, right there, so wouldn't shock me if uh, any of those two seeds get to the final four. Where do you see
2: Mulkey finishing up? Where do you think you think Baylor is going to going to end up in the well, final four? Uh, I mean, that's a they've they've got two really good big girls, and Dee uh, Dee Richards is one of the best point guards in the league. Uh, but uh, uh, Moon Erson al- always lights up Texas, but she doesn't always light up everybody else. I don't know that they have enough good guard play. To make it through that bracket
3: this time, to make yeah, it to the final I mean, four. Yeah, have got to beat UConn, you know. And, uh, you know, UConn's vintage. UConn, they're going to fit 10 threes a game this year. So I, if I had to guess, they would lose to UConn uh, to de- be denied a final four. I don't know if this is a vintage Kim Mulkey. It's thing. not. It's, it's not. It's a very good one. A very good one. But you're right. It may not have that alpha dog shooting guard like like they usually have. Anyway, it's going to be fun to watch, and the whole thing is happening in Texas. So uh, <laughs> in the NCAA tournament is upon us. Let's go dancing. Let's go
2: dancing. And we had a blast this week on On Second Thought. That will do it for episode 213. We got to thank Shaka Smart for stopping by to I'm drop a the- little bit of knowledge, pre Abilene Christian. Uh, we'll be all over this tournament. Check, check out our stuff on hookum.com. And uh, on statesman.com as well. For Kirk Bowles, I'm Cedric Golden, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.